Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis, that's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly, and it's been a week. Uh, as always, it's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet, and once again, I am joined by my defiant co-host, would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? Hey kids, it's me, it's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snoker on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram, um, and I'm rediscovering that Hades is harder when you don't have God Mode on. Who else is here? Uh, it's up. <laughs> that, that's it. Uh, In the name of Hades, I accept your message. <laughs> it's it's me, Eric. Watashi wa kiyomo kawaii. That's it. Same. I don't know. It's a Sunday. Um, We've got them Sunday I, uh, scaries on lock, all three of us. Oh, yeah. Don't want it to be Monday tomorrow. Um, video games happened this weekend. I continue to play them. That's it. That's all. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I, Hades recently came out on non-Switch and PC consoles, right? Yes, so PS4, PS5, and like the Xbox series of consoles. Yeah, I thought it was already out for PlayStation. That was news to me. Maybe it was already out on PlayStation. I don't. No, know. it wasn't. I'm sad. I just oh. thought that. I, I think it is. Uh, I think it's new. It's it's fun seeing lots of people like on the subreddits asking all the questions that we asked like a year and a half ago but not like in a gatekeeping way someone was like in the comments like bro this is so cool seeing people discover this game for the first time like yeah because people are like wait a minute i already fought asterius or like i got to the boss i had to fight two people and it's like oh yeah that's no it's always two guys at the end sometimes one will be lower like yeah sometimes if you fight the first guy beforehand he'll have a little bit of lower health when you get to him yeah. the second time it, it, it's it's nice seeing people discover a game. It's like, oh, like this is this is really cool. More people like the thing that I like. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, it's been nice. I picked it back up on Game Pass, and I had originally played it on Switch, and I, say, I it never has a thought different experience. So I never thought that it ran poorly on Switch or anything, but like playing it on Xbox, I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, this is so smooth. <laughs> like, I don't know, like maybe it's just like the frame rate or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. It feels real good to play. Nice. Yeah, very nice, very nice. I continue to play yeah. it on Switch because I have no consoles except for the Switch. Yeah, and I have it on PC. I might jump back into it. Um, last time I played it was on my laptop, which was not plugged in without the internet, so it was not running optimally, so I will, uh, I will get back to it on PC. Um, yeah, we could probably talk about the Nintendo Indie World briefly, but we'll talk Ooh, yeah. about Fuck, let's, let's mention it now before we get into the common things it happened <laughs> i didn't watch it yet did you watch it so, i just saw a bunch of games came out They're like oh this is actually coming out today uh, yeah <laughs> I, I i watched it but like there weren't really any new announcements i want to say no, nothing that i thought nothing like that i hadn't heard of breaking that you hadn't heard of yeah the yeah. biggest thing for me was that one of the things that dropped day and date was axiom verge 2 um we had not had a release date on that before and then they were just like it's out and i was like oh fuck oh. Man, i'll go buy that now <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Very cool. Like, um, thanks for warning me about this thing that I want to play. Well, that's what's been happening. I've been waiting for Boyfriend Dungeon ever since I heard the premise of it. Yeah, I feel like we've uh, that years ago. Uh, I couldn't wait to play it. And, like, I wishlisted it on Steam, and it just says, with the release date is when the weapons are attractive enough. It's like, okay, so this is, like, just a, <laughs> a huge TBD, which is a cute way to say it, but, like, I'd like it date. And then on the Switch Indie World, like, it releases today for Switch and other consoles today. It's like, oh, today. that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so that was kind of funny and then a bunch of other stuff we got some more information like metal metal slug tactics and other stuff it, it was yeah. indie world Pe- people it's indie games mostly they oh. announced they announced release dates and most of it was like 2022 and it's like yeah because like development is going slow right now so of course you know yeah um and then i guess nintendo talked about bomb rush cyberfunk it's going yeah. to switch too and they're like yeah we're getting like great uh we're gonna get the great music from hideki naganuma and someone's like why didn't they tag him in the tweet and someone's <laughs> like this is why just screenshots of his tweets i was gonna say this yeah why they didn't tag yeah. him. <laughs> Because nothing that you can't tag has him. ever posted on Twitter has been safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> or safe for Nintendo. Yeah, safe for Nintendo. Just like, In a variety of ways. Like, from, like, OSHA violations to things that are, <laughs> like, perverted. Like, Yes. He's, he just says something, stuff like, oh, the family guy Big Chungus Poggers is logging on tonight. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like, oh... He doesn't understand this because his his first language is Japanese, and then you realize no, he knows exactly what he's doing. He just has Twitter mind poisoning like the rest of us. <laughs> he's even said no one in Japan would ever know what I'm talking about, even if they spoke English. It would be rough. <laughs> Swery kind of does the same thing. The guy who uh, was the Deadly Premonition creator, uh-huh. he he speaks fluent English and just like posts wacky shit constantly. His uh, his weekly thing is to. He posts uh, Drink King when he's drinking, like K-I-N-G capitalized because he's the uh-huh. king of drinking. Um, oh, that That's just it. That's, that's just, just it. what he that's does. What he does. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, so, I have only the, only mad respect for a bilingual meme lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, I respect his ability to do it. It's just some of the stuff he posts is like, bro, you need to calm down, dog. <laughs> like, oh, this is really like, this dude's like, Horny on main? Where else would I be horny? Like, bro, please log off. <laughs> You're both inspiring and making me sad. But like, uh, Bomb Rush Cyber- Cyberfunk looks real good. It looks yeah. exactly like uh, Jet Set Radio. <laughs> but you can also ride skateboards too. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't. Jet Set Radio was less about its, you know, inline skating or whatever, and just more about like the feel of it, like the graffiti, really cool. the music, like. The way it looked. Like, it was never about, like, yeah, I need a game about rollerblading. No, you could play aggressive inline for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Indie World. Um, but to, to, to get into our regular stuff, how have you guys been this week? <laughs> it was, you know, a challenging week of work and capitalism. Yeah. But I made it through, and I had a good slash relaxing weekend, so... Good, good. The political news today has been kind of crazy. About the the withdrawal, the troop withdrawal, yeah, the troop withdrawal in Afghanistan. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's good, right? I mean, it's it's, mm, the the thing is, is that the entire war in Afghanistan has not been a nation building exercise. It's been uh, like military industrial complex grift for twenty years. And therefore, there's no nation built in Afghanistan for us to leave behind. And so the Taliban is just retaking everything. Oh, that's why so many people are leaving. Yeah, that's why there's yeah. going to be a ton of refugees. And, and like, America kind of just abandoned its allies there, like we always do. So, like, it's just a bad look. It's uh, like, dope, we absolutely dope, dope, dope. should leave. But yes, we did an yeah. extremely bad job of handover. Like, a worse job that I think if we had left in, like, 2002. Like, 
Yeesh. Well, that's that's gross. Um, well, I guess there's some good political news. Like Qu- Cuomo's not a guy anymore. Oh God. I'm well, so I mean, happy. he's still a guy. He he's still definitely a guy. To be a guy, but no, now he's just a man. He lost his guy privileges. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> he stepped your, down. You're not a guy card. Yeah, we took your guy card. It's not toxic masculinity. You're still a man. It's not free guys. Worse, but... You are no longer a guy. Yeah, yeah. Guy... Not one of the guys anymore. <laughs> I'm say I guess he hasn't been for a long time if we're, if we're keeping it real, but, you know. Yeah. Free guy? No. <laughs> Pay-to-play no. guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's something else. Uh, Evo is happening, finishing today, on Sunday. Um, that's cool. Sonic Fox crushed it. I think they were number two, possibly, so. Nice. And, uh, that, that's it's fun. really wild that's that fun. they just continue, like, that they're good at every fighting game, <laughs> like... Well, they kicked ass in Skullgirls last week. I thought Evo was last week, and it's like, wait a minute. So you haven't played this game in a long time. Just picked it back up, went to the losers bracket, and then finished like in the top four for a game that you don't really play. That's like you do intense. Some people are just really, really good at one genre of games. Like, I get that, but it's weird to be good at so many of the games in that genre. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, I understand it because, like, you know, if you watch a speedrunner who plays Super Metroid a whole lot. And if you give them, you know, any game in that series or any game similar to it, they're still going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's true. But, like, are they going to be speedrun ready or are they just going to be good? That's they're gonna the be, thing. They're going to be good enough that you, like, to a layman, they might look at it and be like, are you speedrunning this? <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, also, uh, uh, Fleet Fatales is this weekend. It's the uh, all... Femme presenting or fem non cis men uh, GDQ event. Nice. Yeah. Um, I will see what they're actually. Uh, How they're actually. Flame pre- Fatales. Sorry, not Fleet. Flame Frame. Oh, oh. There's like three titles. Okay. <laughs> flame or Frame, depending on how they want to say it. It's this week, fifteenth uh, through the twenty-first, and they're benefiting the Malala Fund. And it doesn't say specifically what it is. So it's it's a it's a women's speedrunning event. Uh, go support it. It's very cool. Um, speedrunning is wonderful, and it's another avenue where, yeah, there's not really any difference in gender. There's like anyone can play games. Um, this is just, you know, because of it's the event that they're running. Uh-huh. Um, women and NB people run in re- like regular GDQ, summer GDQ, AGDQ. Like it's, it's not that we have made a separate thing. It's just like, hey, we're trying to do a cool thing, and yeah, it's like a focus I guess right thing now, yeah, and they do. Um, they do like bid wars, like you can bid for different things, and they're bidding for Celeste's, well, the Madeline's name in uh, the Celeste custom maps. Um, right now the winning name is Trans Rights, um, because Madeline is canonically trans, and that's always a good thing to benefit. Uh, then Bidoof because it's a GDQ event. Um, <laughs> I have a fucking mo- vendetta against Bidoofs right now. There's a... Oh, because the next game that's up is Legend of Mana, and the second place is also Badoof for that. So it's not like a disrespect <laughs> thing. It's just like a name. Well, let's throw Badoof in there. <laughs> no, my my, my vendetta against Badoofs is that there's a been like a Pokemon Go like special research that is just to catch Badoofs, and it was like five different like levels of like clearing catching Badoofs, but like there've been a bunch of other like focus days lately so like there are no Bidoof spawning there was like 70 it was Eevee community day today so like 700 Eevees were spawning and not a nary a Bidoof and so I'm never gonna finish the the research event but 
that's my Bidoof. I'm never also, gonna. I'm I, never gonna research all these Bidoofs. I can't research all these Bidoofs. Well, the uh, the other name in the top four is Adora, which is a great name. So if trans rights was not uh, one of the names that people could pay money for, I would vote for Adora. But you know, that's fine. Uh, I love I love I love speedrunning. So just going on that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, food crimes are fun. Uh, Mountain Dew Alcoholic Seltzer is coming out. Uh, we don't really have an ad for that. I haven't tried it yet, but I can't wait to. I'm definitely gonna give just it a shot. Drink some mild poison. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah. I I never had the original Four Loco when it was out, so like I feel like I need to take any chance I have to poison myself in the way that I could have in 2011. <laughs> I had one of the original Four Locos. I actually had a few of them, and they are uh, they're a trip. And I'm not sure exactly what the ratio is. Um, you might need to add, like, a spoonful of sugar to these Mountain Dews, though. Because I think they say they're, like, zero sugar or something yeah. like that. So they'll have the caffeine and the alcohol, but, like, it's that the mix triple. of that little <laughs> bit of oomph. Also, they were, like, 14% or something, right? Eight? Dang. Eight, ten? Yeah, they were, they were fucked up. The Mountain Dews are just five. They're just, like, it's just a white claw with caffeine. Which is still, okay, I guess. It's still something. Yeah. Yeah. Next time we all hang out, the thing climb is, the like, mountain. We'll do you know, the it's, do. I, I get that it's a seltzer. I get that it's a seltzer, so it's different. But, like, I know, like, a couple years back, there was, like, a really popular fad of just, like, alcoholic sodas. And, like, I swear I had something that was, like, not called Mountain Dew, but tasted exactly like it. I don't have any recollection of that. I don't oh, know it if was it was, like, a... not your father's root beer. Was oh, like, yeah. okay. Yes, yes, yes. I did have those. And yeah, because they had one that was just clearly Mountain Dew, but it wasn't called Mountain Dew. Yeah. I mean, but, like, like it... there's, like, the whole, like, nomenclature family of, like, like Dr. Thunder and Mr. Pib and Mr. Zap and, like, I don't know, all the shit that they yeah. come up with to be, like... Yeah, they had... You did root beer and cream soda, but the Mountain Dew one, I guess they're like, we can't steal a name, so not your father's citrus. Yeah, I don't remember what they actually called it. I remember it being pretty good, like... Well, yeah, it can't be worse than regular Mountain Dew, so, like, right. it's only uphill, uh, back up the hill. Um, so those back were up cool. the mountain, as it were. Yeah, coming down the mountain. Uh, that's that's cool. Um, so speaking of food crimes, um, you may have noticed that it's a very similar segment to Munch Squad, but it's different. Um, but the yeah, McAloys we actually were. Do the, we do the crimes. Yeah. yeah, we do the do and the crimes. And sometimes we just see them. But it's not about ads, it's about the food. Uh, I raised my eyebrows with dramatic effect. But they are in the uh, the news or the discourse. It was not your father's mountain ale, by the way. Ah. Um, what did the McElroys <laughs> do this week that have people talking? Steph, Announced. I think you told me about that. So you both know? Okay. Yeah. Somebody I'll tell let me Steph a thing. Go for it, though. Yeah, so they, they announced on. Uh, their most recent with Bim Bam Lick. So, like, on Monday, they announced that they were... T- they had taken all the precautions, and they were going to do a tour. Um, and, like, that, like, safety and whatever would vary... Like, safety, like, measures would vary between locations, because, like, different places had different rules, but, like, they're asking that everyone be 18+, plus and be vaccinated, um, if they were gonna attend, which, you know, makes sense, um like your basic hope if you were attending anything in this day and and age but uh but the uh like apparently there was enough immediate like they they t- they talked for a minute about like how they had like 
the efforts they had gone to for safety and like all this um, at the end of the episode when they were talking about it. But apparently people were still pretty fucking spicy about it because the next day they were like, we've heard your concerns and we're going to cancel the tour. Oof. So what do you guys think? I had, I don't know when we talked about this. Maybe it was just over text. I feel like it's one thing to keep your tour going. I think it's another thing to announce a tour during like the Delta variant stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, (laughs) go ahead. I was going to say, I think that, I think the funniest thing of it for me is that a lot of like fans on the internet are giving them brownie points for canceling the tour when it's like, well, they could have just not announced it in the first place. Like, they could don't have just not give, done the tour. <laughs> yeah, like, don't give them credit for doing something and then undoing it. Like, yeah, like, that's I went so to a, stupid. Like, I went to the Green Day concert, but the Green Day concert was tickets that I had bought in 2019. Yeah, that's an old ass concert. <laughs> They got, what, pushed back and canceled, not pushed back into, like, hey, whenever it cools down. Um, yeah. And, like, hey, things should be fine. We're going to go on tour. And then the Delta variant, like, damn, we're already on tour. It could be fine. People are vaxxed. And, like, and even then, Fallout then, Boy like, got sick, right? Yeah, well, someone, like, someone affiliated with the Fallout Boy team, they didn't, it wasn't one of the band members, but they had been bubbling because they were being responsible. And, uh... Like the the Fallout Boy team did not like Fallout Boy didn't perform because like that was like somebody tested positive. Somebody tested positive yeah. there, so they were being responsible. But like to, that's actually pretty good though to be like, yeah, I guess we're not going to do this show because we don't want to cause problems. Yeah. So like to announce a new tour just feels like a bad decision, and like. Th- because, like, I don't know, like, I I think, like, with, like, like I have two breakthrough cases in my family right now. Um, <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Uh, wishing and, but, them the best. But, like, they're both, they're both doing fine. Like, it's, like, it, it has to be Delta because they're both vaccinated and the vaccines that they have are, like, 95% positive or, like, 95% effective against the regular, like, strain or whatever. Um, yeah. But, like, like they, um, God, I completely I guess, lost the train of thought of why I brought them up. Um, um well, I mean, because it, it, it's, it, it's showing that, like, even b- being vaccinated, it's, it's a bad idea to, like, start a tour. Oh, like, yeah. Things are, things yeah, are exactly. getting worse. Like, it's that's not like you were already out on the road. I got you. This is, it's a team. We're a team here. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that is actually the point I was going to make. It was, like, like, obviously, like, people can still get breakthrough cases, but, like, if you're gonna go out and do something and you're, like, you are vaccinated and you wear your mask the whole time, like, I wore my mask the whole concert because I, like, even though we were outside, because it wasn't like, we were up in the nosebleed like, the, like, seats that would give, like, a nosebleed a nosebleed kind of thing like, three <laughs> feet from the back of the top of the baseball stadium Like, you weren't sure if you were actually watching Green Day or just people who looked like Green Day Yeah, like, like, little ants on the stage that sounded like uh billy joe <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going but uh whatchamacall but the uh the point is like even in that like i was like i'm gonna be i know i'm gonna be singing along to these songs i am surrounded by people i am going to put my mask on 
because I am surrounded by people, and when I open my mouth to sing, like, spit comes out. Because I breathe. (laughs) Like, as we have learned. So, uh... So, like, I think, like, if you're being safe, like, there's, like, value to saying, like, you can take precautions and go do group events. Especially, and it was outdoor, like, you know. But don't... don't but, like, the show they would tour. do would probably be, like, indoors. Just yeah, sort of... like, it yes. wouldn't... They can sell out King's Theater, which holds, like, probably 3,000 people, but I they're not a city field crowd. Sure. Also, like... Yeah. One of their shows is literally a medical history and like medical yeah, information like, podcast for the for them like very frequently. Like you would think that the family practitioner in their crowd because they were like you know we'll be traveling we'd be traveling with our families and all this it's like you will yeah <laughs> seems like a bad with idea your, like, like total of like six unvaccinated children you're gonna go. Yeah, that seems rough. So, I mean, good for them that their fans were like, bro, don't. And they're like, okay. <laughs> it's, we have a good fan base that can go a long way. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. And, like, I mean, part of it is probably, like, there are people in the macro fan base who are extremely overreactive to things. Yeah, it can sure. Be pains. But, I, uh. uh I it's thought I think it. the funniest thing that I saw was like imagine going to the McElroy twenty twenty one tour, getting COVID, and you had to see the graduation show, and it was or, oh my the, god, if it, the adventure this, zone, and it ended up being graduation, the one that everybody hated. It's like you, you like I, I got this stupid pandemic disease, and all, like, and all I got and to I say to, for it was I had to see this really sh- shitty D anD D podcast. We were talking earlier, and I'm pretty sure that they're, like, my roommate has a, like, is a Flyers fan, so she's pro-Travis Konechny, who's a hockey player, but I was like, I don't think there's a single decent Travis. Like, do we need Travises? Um, I don't know if Travises are necessary for the... Uh, I think Travi McCoy was a decent rapper for Gym Class Heroes, and he did a Katy Perry. Um... There's Travis Barker. He doesn't Barker. go by Travi. Travis. If he goes by Travis, he doesn't go by Travis. Yeah. Travis Barker, the drummer from Blink, who's oh, is dating that, is... cool one of the Kardashians, I think. I was like, um, I'm pretty sure there's like a like a punk pop group yeah. who has a Travis in it. Yeah, Travis Barker. He, I think he was in Blink, um, Blink-22, but he doesn't do that now because they don't do stuff. But yeah, he was like on songs with Willow, so how bad can he be? I hope. So yeah, there's some Travis's that are decent. Also, I know a guy named Travis personally. He's a good guy. The only Travis I know I worked with uh, previously in uh, banking and was one of the stupidest people I've ever met. So, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, more, more cool people. Um, you saw Fast 9. It's a couple, I did. It's a couple... It's about a month old, month, month and a half. How do you, how do you like it so far? Or, I mean, you saw it. How did you like it? How did I like it? I honestly, I loved it. It was truly just like the next level of what I hoped, hoped and wanted for from the franchise, like profoundly stupid in a like logistical way. Um, They literally put a car in space. They literally go to space in this one. It made me so happy. It's a Fast and Furious is a Sonic story. They had to go to space eventually. Yeah. They're adding it, more it, and more friends, you know. 
made me ex- profoundly joyful. Um, just like extremely goofy. The like in in space, of course, like they have to make the decision. They they only like some, one of the things they're going up there to stop a satellite that's gonna do something bad in some way. It belongs to Shirley Theron's like a mean like an evil hacker in the last couple of movies and like they have to go to space to get the satellite so that something bad doesn't happen to the whole world in some way um cause you know stakes stakes are good for sure of course a story um but uh so they go to they go to space and they like run out of juice right like they the whatchamacall, like, the the arm doesn't work to fix the, to, like, to pull the thing off the satellite, so they have to just, like, burn their last bit of fuel to just go ahead and ram through the satellite to break it. But then they're gonna be stuck in space. Uh, but then they, like, drift past, like, the ISS. Okay. And the, okay. And the astronauts on the ISS are like, oh yeah, we'll help you. And, like, pull them in, and somehow this isn't an international incident. <laughs> No, because it's family. Because I guess the I guess the astronauts on the ISS are family now, yeah. So oh, exactly, it's, it's it's easy. Wow, that's fun. Gg easy. Was uh Idris Elba in that movie? He was not, but he is a he, he was the villain in the Hobbs and Shaw. Fast that's and right. Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, so he is he is a member of the Fast family. Okay. In that way. Well, that's the uh, segue I want to use. Segue, yeah. Holy shit! Well, we already shit. said like Knuckles or Space goes to Sonic goes to space too. Yeah, Sonic goes yeah. to space in two, and in three and Knuckles. Three. Yeah, he goes to space uh, half the time. Yeah, I was gonna say Sonic um, Adventure two uh, goes to space. Yeah, Sonic. He it's almost every other game. Yeah. Shadow goes to space. Wasn't Colors? Didn't part Colors of Colors was all space, space. Yeah. 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 Those intergalactic theme park. Uh, Unleashed, he never goes to space, but he, the story starts out there. Yeah. And he gets shot out of space, so, you know, it's, it's just precedent. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's been... Generations just took place in time and space, so it's, it's a whole thing. Forces was in space. Yeah, he just go... He, he'd be going to space. Um, <laughs> but we say that to say Idris Elba posted a tweet that said, Knock, knock, with Knuckles' fist. He's going to be the voice of Knuckles in the Sonic 2 movie. And I was on my way home from work. On Tuesday afternoon, um, to finish up, take a call from home. Sonic Tuesday. And, yes, um, and my phone just starts vibrating, and I'm like, "That's that's <laughs> weird." I'm just getting a lot of things. I get to a stoplight, I look at my phone, and I see everyone one, you've ever met. One group chat just says, "Oh my god!" Another group chat has me tagged, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And then I just see like, just the the. And this was like, oh my god, Dom. And I cl- I just look at the picture, I'm like, what? <gasps> oh, this is all I want to talk about. So I immediately changed my music to like <laughs> Knuckles' theme from Sonic Adventure, and I'm just like screaming in the car, like singing his songs, like, bro, this is gonna be so dope. I can't wait. I love Sonic stuff. And it just Elba's gonna crush it as Knuckles. I'm yeah, just I'm really... extremely excited about it because it's just like another like huge talent coming to this like corny shit. Yeah, so good. The first one must have done way better than I thought. <laughs> like, I, I'm to excited. Have to the money. Well, yeah, and also like to justify a sequel and also still pull in more talent to that sequel. Like yeah. that—that's impressive. But hey, Please. like 
cool. <laughs> Idris Elba kind of has like the thing that like Samuel Jackson and Snoop Dogg have is like they're well respected and they'll do nice things, but they also just do some goofy shit. Like Idris Elba was in like he, in a Fast Furious movie. He was like Heimdall. He was in the Dark Tower, like or his Dark Materials or something. Like the Dark Tower, Dark, dark Tower, the Stephen King one. Yeah, he'll just he be taking silly ass projects, and he's like in Suicide Squad, you know, as mm-hmm. as not Deadshot, you know, like so cool yeah i yeah i love, love, love a wonderful actor who will just do whatever the fuck for for the giggles yeah i'm just curious what they're gonna do in sonic 2 like i have no idea i like that they're just be. like i think they might be doing the thing they want to get i don't know if they're trying to get to a franchise or if they're just seeing how long it'll go because i feel like when you make a two you're kind of not morally or legally or financially but kind of like spiritually obligated to do a three um so i have no idea what uh what they'll be, like you said what they'll be doing with knuckles because tells is here they haven't been to space we haven't even seen a chaos emerald right uh <laughs> but you gotta so, but like knuckles's whole thing is he protects the master emerald so like yeah so that, that's gotta to be introduce in that <laughs> gotta get both gotta go gotta go fast through plot points yeah yes so I assume, I don't know, it'll probably be something like Sonic finds out that Eggman is going back and forth between worlds, and he's like, oh, I gotta go stop this guy, and Knuckles just does what he does in Sonic 3 and just fucks with him. He's like, who is that guy? Like, what's his problem? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I thought that maybe, like, Egg or Robotnik uses the Master Emeralds to get off that mushroom planet that he got trapped on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like... The mushroom planet that is extremely not Nintendo-related. Yeah, I feel like they kind of were making both a reference to Sonic and a joke about Nintendo. Like, yeah. cause Sonic's like, ah, oh, I hate mushrooms. Like, but there's a mushroom, like there's two, like two stages in different games where you go to mushrooms oh. and you've never commented on it. A mushroom Hill zone. It's mushroom like... Hill. And then, um, frog forest has a lot of mushrooms in it. And Sonic heroes. Mushroom Hill zone is literally the first level of Sonic and knuckles. So I feel like it's gotta be, <laughs> you know, we're like... the seventh stage of Sonic three and knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Technology. Um, so I'm going to do a thing later on, not today, flash casting, anybody you want to see in the franchise, like who do you want to bring to this franchise, understanding that, uh, Sonic is voiced by Ben Schwartz, Jim Carrey is so far robotic Eggman, if he wants to keep doing it, and we have Idris Elba as Knuckles, so there's nothing that's too out there, I think, at this point. I mean, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as one of the female roles, whether it's Amy Rose or Rouge the Rouge the Bat or <laughs> Or Blaze. Or Blaze. I Actually, want... she'd be Go ahead, I don't know. Go. I'll think I'll think on that. I'll think on that. I don't know who she'd be best as, but yes, that'd be great. I want uh I want them to put Big the Cat in it. Um Big the Cat. Do we want like, Big the Cat to be played by Danny DeVito? Yeah, usually in my head, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know, I feel like I feel like the thing that I would really like to see is something that's not going to happen because of the g- guy who made it's a shithead. But, like, I would love to see references to any of the Archie comic characters. But, like, yeah, because Ken, Ken Penders Penders kinda screwed is, us like, on that. such a fuckhead, like, we're never going to be able to see Sally Acorn in there or whatever. He didn't make her, though. Right. So I guess maybe I we think... could see her. I think Sally could come back because she was she survived the Genesis wave. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other day. But um, I think we have talked about that some other day on this podcast. We'll do it. We'll do it again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we might see IDW stuff because they're like they're starting to like break their way into some of the mobile games. Yeah, like Whisper the Wolf and Tangled the Lemur. But like, I just, love Whisper. She's so adorable and just like, hey guys, just she's seeing, a little gun. Seeing some like, <laughs> it was some, a wisp gun, so it's not not like a shadow gun, but yeah, this whole thing. But like, seeing some references to stuff like that would be cool. Also, yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, I feel like shadow has to show up right uh eventually yeah or metal maybe sonic at least so i've seen fan art is metal sonic gonna look blue like he traditionally does or are you gonna like have like that white sheen that all this franchise does because that could still be cool yeah if it's just like a white metal sonic um but yeah i, I want adam driver to be shadow because like <laughs> considering that ben schwartz is sonic like what's like a kind of edgy but kind of warm like um i'm edgy but like i'm not a bad person because, yeah. like, everyone says Shadow was so edgy and angsty, but, like, that was only once Shadow the Hedgehog like... game, like, once he got the gun. Like, in Sonic Adventure 2, like, like if you got an A-rank, he'd be like, hmm, I'm the coolest. Like, he was just, like, an asshole like Sonic. Like, he was, he was like, what a 14-year-old thought was cool, but he wasn't, like, angsty. Or, well, he was angsty, but it wasn't, like, he wasn't as Vegeta as we want to call him. He was just, like... Oh, I'm Shadow. I'm better than you, Sonic. But oh, you're good at this. Let's I mean, run he was early two thousands edgy. Like that's what it what it is. Like yeah, it's not like nowadays edgy. Like he's not like Reaper edgy. He's like Vegeta edgy ish kind of. I don't know. But I think Adam Driver would crush that role. Like let the man smile a little bit. Be like, ah, uh, I miss Maria. But I'm gonna go and fight Eggman. Like you know. It's, it's like... I just realized I kind of want Michael Sarah in it, but I don't know what I want him to play. Oh, boy. He could be Tells if Tells didn't typically have, like, a female voice actress. Like, I think, yeah. at least at the end of Sonic 1, I think it was just his voice actress from the games. Yeah. Which is, like, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, I think. And she just does a good job, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Michael Sarah could play somebody. But, yeah, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead could play a good Rouge de Bat. Um, I don't know, Amy. We'll figure it out. Anna Kendrick. I don't know. I'm just thinking of Scott Pilgrim now. Uh... <laughs> Cool. Uh, so that's people. Let's talk about Marvel stuff for a little bit. Y'all want to do that? We can blaze through some I of this guess. real quick. <laughs> so really. the What If series started. Uh, it's animated. Mm-hmm. It's... I like feel kind of complicatedly about the animation style. Like, I felt like it was cool at some times, but it just kind of felt like rotoscoping at other times. Yeah. I don't. What were you going to say before I cut you off? <laughs> I just it's fine. It was very fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I felt like the first episode was aggressively fine. Like, so the whole thing to me when I hear what if is like, oh, how does like, how do things change? Like, how is this different? You know, like, how does this change major events that I care about personally? And we see what happens if uh, Peggy Carter got the serum instead of Steve Rogers. Some spoilers, but it's like they're only half an hour, so it's like digestible. But we just basically do a highlight of the first Cap movie. Um, yeah, it was just like kind of the same because like. So Peggy gets the serum instead of Steve, and she's, like, super ripped because of it, because, like, she didn't have to, like, I saw a TikTok that was, like, if you literally look at the list of, like, things Steve had wrong with him before the serum, like, 80% of the serum went to just making sure he didn't, like, break when he tripped. Yeah, <laughs> he was, like, really small. So like He was Pe- small, and he had, like, diabetes and asthma and allergies. And, oh, really? Like, I did, okay. Yeah, I never he- really saw the first one like that. Yeah, he was profoundly, chronically ill. Oof. Well, the, so the serum had to fix, like, a lot of stuff to make him just, like, 
just to get him to, like, regular health levels. Yeah, and then Peggy was just like, I'm just a lady already, so, like... like, I'm already buff. <laughs> yeah, so. maybe they're, like, visibly buffer. They didn't go too wild on it. Um, whatever. I, I but, know. like, yeah, but, like, Steve still gets to go fight in the war because Howard makes him, like, a... The, the like, proto-Iron Man, basically. Proto-Iron proto Man, yeah, like... So it's just, like... Like, I feel like the only significant difference here is that, like, now Bucky and Steve get to grow old together after the war because Peggy's the one who goes, like, missing after the big battle. Yeah, so basically what happens is, like, now that Peggy gets the serum, like, now that we have a Captain America, that changes the dynamic, which also Howard Stark is like, I don't have time for sexism, I'm just a wild scientist out cool and that's just one less that's one more person i could throw into a mech and so bucky never falls off the train really um so since like the only thing that gets displaced is just one super soldier um cool and then it ends with like her like op- coming through the portal like to start like avengers one yeah like the, the portal that loki comes through at the beginning with the tesseract yeah and i'm like okay that's where i would have wanted the story to start from because now we have some changes like now there's no winter soldier so like how does it affect how, the whole hydra stuff you know what i mean like there's like massive ramifications just with that let alone the fact that it's peggy instead of steve like there's mm-hmm. massive like oh hey we don't have like a captain america we have like a captain britain like there's no symbol of american peace or whatever the hell so like it's closer to real life then i want the story to start there that's the wild changes like, i don't care about oh what if it's captain america but a gender swap and there's an iron man there like okay cool it looks like it ended pretty much the same like yeah it just it didn't feel like there was an exciting like change given like the circumstances like i think actually i think you're right you're spot on with it like it should have started later like yeah and I get, like, they didn't need to be our episodes, but, like, I, I would have preferred, like, oh, we're going to do a one-hour season premiere, and it's going to be, like, how does this happen? Because, yeah, it would be weird to make Peggy Carter just in the future now. Oh, by the way, there's no Winter Soldier, and Iron Man Tech is... Also, Iron Man Tech is just, like, 50 years earlier. Like, like yeah. okay, like, Tony's not starting from scratch now. Um, well, does Tony even become a, like be an iron man if like it's something that his dad made like right and if he had better like maybe now that steve's back there instead of peggy maybe he has a different relationship with howard he's like hey maybe you should go see your son a little bit instead of hanging out with me uh bucky doesn't kill them outside of a compound so that makes a big fucking difference like <laughs> right um i do like the placement of what if right after like the timeline gets out of control at the end of loki so like thematically this could be a fun thing mm-hmm. but I'm gonna watch the rest of the season. I hope it's good. It's just kind of, I was and let I think down. Some of the other cons- some of the other concepts are more exciting and different. You know, like it's it's a much bigger change if T'Challa is Star Lord. Like, yeah, there's a whole the King of Wakanda. Like the does does Killmonger just not go to the United States then if T'Challa gets captured? Well, no, that probably would still happen. But who's yeah, the rightful owner of the throne then? Shuri. Yeah, does, like, what is one of their, like, does the queen become the the ruler? Like, there have definitely been female Black Panthers in the history of Wakanda. Like, yeah, when does T'Challa get taken? Because maybe King T'Chaka doesn't go to, to the summit, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, so you know, it's a whole so, bunch. Like, there's of... a lot more exciting options. I feel like with that one. Yeah, and it's it's kind of rough because this was the the one I was actually looking forward to. I didn't have any faith of the other stuff when they announced it all, and then each one came. I'm like, this is actually dope as fuck. And now I'm like, oh, the one I actually thought I was going to like. Was <laughs> going um, to rip is just kind of mad right now. Yeah. Uh, as far as weekly shows, Rick and Morty had another episode. Um, it was good. I liked it. Uh, it's exploring the relationship between uh, like Rick and Bird Person. Um, if you watch the last season, you'll know that he became Phoenix Person as a Darth Vader reference, and uh, Rick kind of tried to free him and realized he's a shitty friend and a shitty dad, and now he's trying to like fix that, and it becomes a <laughs> it's a parody of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind mixed with sci-fi yeah and uh they've been doing this little thing after each episode this season where they like go into the writer's room and talk a little bit about it Mm -hmm. and the one episode where there's like giant sperm they're like we just wanted to do a joke like jumanji we had to write backwards and they're like this was disgusting we don't know if it was that good but for this episode they were like (laughs) they didn't have any jokes in the little five minute segment afterwards they're like no there's like you know we're really trying to explore the relationship between these two and like bird person getting past a lot of trauma and it was just like this sincere couple minutes of them talking about i'm like Oh, so you guys didn't make this episode to really be funny. Like, there's funny stuff in it, but this was like, hey, like, this, this is intended isn't ir- to be serious. Yeah, this isn't irony poisoning. We just wanted to make a nice episode, and I think they succeeded. This season's way better than last season. <laughs> um, but yeah, more comic stuff. Um, Robin's exploring his sexuality in the comics. Robin from Batman. Yeah, uh, so it's specifically Tim Drake Robin. Cool. <laughs> Which is the third Robin, I believe, uh, in the... So I think it's Dick, Jason, Tim, and Damien. Um, but yeah, so he has just been confirmed as bi in like a side series that's not like full canon, I guess. Um, but I guess they went on it, like whoever's writing it or like DC or whatever was like, no, nah, this is this is true in the like extended, like the overall DC universe as well like more gay superheroes please yes like like love the uh the jeff jocks mentality of the more you complain the more characters we will make queer (laughs) that's the plan yeah and like there's like a like a vocal subset of comics twitter like because like i because I, like, interact with it in a workspace as well as in, like, a, like, things I enjoy in private, my private life space, like, there's, like, the ongoing discourse of, like, Cape Comics will never give you the representation you actually crave, like, it's always going to be boring and bland, like, their creators outside of Marvel and DC doing, like, such more like interesting and exciting things and it's like yeah but that's this is part of the zeitgeist like this is a co- the argument we have every time even about like the loki thing like it's like there's an importance to this as well yeah especially because, considering like they're oh say just because they're part of this like typically like heteropatriarchal like element of the zeitgeist every like queer character no matter how like milk toast they feel is a win to me yeah for sure i um i I think it should happen especially when it's like the main zeitgeist like the primary stuff it's uh Mm -hmm. it's tricky but people like why do you care about it like because that's what people consider normal you know um like even the whole oh i guess we were supposed to talk about this too um 
Like, what happens when your Captain America is black? Like, people can't avoid that Captain America is black. That's something you have to deal with. And uh, people will get mad about it. And that's, like, a good sign that, oh, this thing that we thought was okay in the 70s apparently is not okay now. That means a lot. Like, that representation is important. Um, unless you're yeah. Marvel Twitter and you just make it, you know, Captain Carter, who is not American. Uh, but it's fine. It's it's fine. Right? <laughs> yeah, there was, like, a whole Spice thing that, like, kind of, like, not to, like, be the dreaded devil's advocate that I could kind of see like an argument on both sides of where the Captain America Twitter was um, promoting the what if. Yeah. Um, and like changed their picture to Captain Carter and all of that. And it's like, okay, like I can understand like you're a business, you want to promote the thing that's coming out right now, but like it felt weird to change like what was like a black m- woman in like your profile picture or a black man in your profile picture to like a white woman from the fifties. Like, yeah. So like, it's a, that's why it's like, I get why they would do it as a business. It would be one thing if like Marvel or Disney would have done it kind of thing. But the mm-hmm. feathers, like the Captain America ones, like, but Captain America is, is Sam right now. Like, why did you change this? Like, it's, yeah, it's like a weird thing to do. So it's, it's tough. Um, I think that's all the comics news, right? Yes. So we'll talk about more gay shit. Uh, a new trailer dropped for <laughs> Q Force, uh, a Netflix yeah, show. It looks and decent this time. It does. The first trailer was so bad. It was like, hey, do you did you? What if we played the, the ambiguously gay duo skit from SNL completely seriously? <laughs> that was what the first trailer kind of made it out to be. And this one's like, oh, editing makes a difference. The show is still very gay, but like that's not the point because gay but people like, exist already like yeah and like apparently like even the like in the original thing like it's a queer team making it like it's it was just very badly framed in the first trailer yeah yeah the first trailer just turned me off i'm like that's not the kind of gay representation that i relate to yeah um, the second one's like oh okay that just looks like just a show that I may or may not watch, but it's not going to be because of, like, poor representation. It'll be like, oh, okay, I don't like all adult animation, so it's fine. Yeah, like, not. it's not because I feel like the show's calling me a slur. <laughs> yes, that's kind of what it felt like before. It was like, hey, we're not like all those other gay people. We say the F slur and the D slur. It's like, oh, that's, that's not good. It's like, well, we're doing it. Also, that's like a lot of gay people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people use those words to self-describe. And no, that's th- okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. But, like, calling other people that, I feel like, is not yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you can, it's analogous to other, uh, not great words that's, that the in-group can say. It's not as the same as them. But if, uh, let's no. say women want to call each other the B word, I'm not going to tell them whether or not they can. I won't do it. <laughs> Because I'm a friend and an ally, and also I don't like to look like a dick. Um. Also, in general, I prefer to not present as a dick. <laughs> I stand tall. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's our that's our, that's our queer news for the day. Let's stay queer adjacent. Uh, the Powerpuff Girls reboot not looking good. Uh, Chloe Bennett left. That was their blossom. Um. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's looking rough over in uh, the city of Townsville. Yeah. Who will save the day? I don't know. Um, I still want to watch Someone it. Else. I don't think it's going to be good, though, <laughs> but, you know. Um, you have any thoughts about it? I don't really have any thoughts. It's just kind of a thing that happened. Yeah, it's just it's interesting that she left. Um, it's, like, a bummer. I hope they cast another 
woman of color for the role because Chloe Bennett is Asian. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, it would be nice to not like replace her with a white person just because she was like, "I am jumping ship from this clearly cursed project." Yeah. Oof. That's yeah. I hope we do well with that. Also, I want to see them cast the Roddy Rough Boys. Completely unrelated, but it's also true. Um, first, first they have to rewrite the entire, the entire pilot and first season probably. Oh, if they didn't have the Roddy Rough Boys in the first season, that's a missed opportunity, I think, and it's too late to fix that. IMO. Um, Fair. Just because I think they're iconic characters. And what is next? Oh, I know. We can talk about more casting. So the Avatar: The Last Airbender got some of their first cast members um, announced, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I think they are roughly similar. Um, similar ethnicities to what they, the they didn't make the bad guys brown and the good guys white this time. Well, that's yeah. an improvement. Yes. Yeah, it's already a big step in the right direction. So things are things are looking up in a way. Yeah, so that, I think all of them have, like, BIPOC ancestry in some way. Yeah. And I, like, I, I, there's still an argument to be made about colorism, I think, but, sure. like, it's not straight-up whitewashing like the MA one was. Yeah, we are moving from racism to colorism, which is a, a harder issue to tackle. It's harder to describe. Um, it's so weird. Fans will be like, yeah, I just don't think you're an accurate version of this character because they were, they were white and you're black. Like, color matters. It's not about race, about color. It's like, oh, okay, so shouldn't this character be brown? I mean, they're the same race. Why does it matter? Like, hmm, some kind of double stare. Mm. I, I, I can't quite tell why that is. can't uh, quite put my finger on what, what's happening here. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's Netflix. They normally put out stuff that's, like, mediocre at worst. I don't, I don't think they put out a lot of stuff that's trash-ass. And also, they know that the M. Night one came out, so it won't be trash, I think, if they're smart. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll, I'll probably watch some of it. Uh... More, yeah, definitely give it a shot. Yeah, more casting stuff. Jeopardy cast their like executive producer as the new host after their talent search, and also Mayim Bialik as like a secondary host. Yeah, um, I could not remember her name or her character's name in Big Bang Theory. Say it again. People. Oh, they're mad. I was gonna say they they did that after people were upset because the person they cast as the host has a history sexual of harassment allegations yes yeah, sexual harassment allegations so they're like well we'll make a woman the co-host and that will fix everything and, and then they picked of all of the women on the planet mayim bialik who's an anti-vaxxer yeah and has a lot of other problematic beliefs and, ha- yeah, and stuff and like that yeah. too she's she's like maybe one of the like more problematic hollywood women yeah um all of this could have been like it, it just it feels it feels disingenuous both just because they did the whole talent search thing like they could have just said if they had just said like yeah like we're not like obviously no one can replace alex but like this is like this is what makes sense for us for the next step like that would be one thing but like yeah. to go through this whole talent search thing and like gaslight the entire u.s about lavar burton maybe being the host where did that come from? Was that something that they even teased, or was that something that we all just, like, collectively made up in our head that he should have done it, and then they eventually gave him a chance, but, like, like I think was, he would have done a good job, but did, was that ever, like, did that ever come from anything, or? It was kind of a collectively we made it up in our head thing, like, okay. it was because, I think it was because we, 
like when Alex Trebek passed away, everyone was like, who has the same kind of like soothing knowledge energy? Oh, okay. And everyone was like, ah, LeVar Burton, a person who has never done like anything wrong in his life. Um, and what I mean, it's a high bar. It's a problematic bar to set for anyone, but like LeVar Burton's a cool dude. Yeah. Like a cool, chill, progressive dude. Like he has a gay kid. Like he's very, which kid's that? Like, I'm not sure. Is I think it maybe Mika? his daughter. Yeah, I think I, his daughter, because he talks about like. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. To his... Go ahead. No, I just, I, it's funny because I've, <laughs> I've, I never connected them as related for a long time. Um, I started mm-hmm. following her on Twitter because she has she like guest hosted in the Overwatch League a few times. Oh cool. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Your last name's Burton, and like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, that's okay. Yeah, she's very cool, and he's yeah, cool. Yeah, she, um. He, uh, I listened to his, uh, LeVar Burton Reads podcast, and so he talks about, like, he always, like, kind of, like, at the end of every episode, which I think is, like, very, like, just, like, a cool part of, like, a, like, a, you're reading a story podcast, like, um, will kind of just, like, talk about his own reaction to the story and, like, how he related to it and, like, how it, like affects him personally as like a black man or like a person with a queer kid like which i think is very like it, def- it really adds something to the the premise for lack of a better term like to have that kind of like personal yeah no that's good that's that, that's, that's a good thing to add rather than just saying here's i read you a thing have fun because that's basically yeah. just like an audiobook he's like no but i'm lavar burton baby i'm cool <laughs> yeah and i like he was willing to to like give up because, like, whoever gets the host job of Jeopardy, like, you are the host of Jeopardy, full stop. Like, you don't... Yeah, I can understand maybe turning down that gig as well. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not actually going to do that. It's a lot of work, because they film a lot of episodes. They film a lot of episodes, and you, like, it's an exclusive contract. You don't do, if you're host of Jeopardy, you don't do other things. And, like, it seems like he was willing to go there. <sighs> according to, like, all the... The, like stuff I saw. That's and, too bad. Yeah, but like to have to like gaslight is like because Lavar Burton is like, to me like he's one of the like pillars of non toxic masculinity. Yeah, so what like him, Bob like, Ross, uh, Mr. Da, 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 Rogers, Mr. Rogers, Steve yeah, those the cool guys, the cool guys club. Yeah, like like people who like just kind of um. They're the, they're the guys, they're the, the Exem- guys club, the Exemplars, you know? yeah, they're exemplars of, like, the ways you can love nature and love your neighbor and love, like, reading and knowledge and love, like, like, art without being a shithead about it. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, fun fact, I'm going through his IMDb, or sorry, his Wikipedia, he has two kids, uh, I, um, and also he was the voice of Kwame. From the Planeteers in Captain Planet. Huh. <laughs> Just a fun fact. Uh, Busy man. And also, like, yeah, he was Jordy. We all know Jordy LaForge. but Jordy. Um, you know he was. Yeah, so Kinte. I did not, yeah, I did not see his, uh, his run on Jeopardy. The guy they chose is good at the job. Um, mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, this is, of course, you would run a thing and pick the guy. I'm like, I saw some of the hosts. He was definitely a better host than... Uh, Katie Couric and Dr. Oz by like a long shot like 
Yeah, he Dr. watched Oz Alex do it every single day. Like, of course hell. he's good at it. Yeah, Dr. Oz was, he was not a good host. Aaron Rodgers, I heard, was good, but it's like, ah, damn, I, he was actually pretty good at hosting. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm not saying he should have got the job, but it, like, it's like, yeah, he's pretty good. I doubt he was better than LeVar Burton, though, because I didn't get a chance to see his. Also, we shouldn't give Dr. Oz any chance to make more money. Like, yeah. no, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I thought, and that's what made me think that he was just guest hosting because, like, him and Alex Trebek knew each other and he, had, like, had reverence for him. I'm like, oh, yeah, they just brought Dr. Oz in to do some episodes because, like, haha, Dr. Knowledge. And then he left. I didn't think, I didn't know they were doing a search. I thought this was just, like, guesting until we figure it out. But, uh, it sucks. I would have liked to see LeVar Burton do it if you wanted to. <sighs> Shame. Hey, you want to hear some more reality TV stuff? Because Jeopardy's yeah, reality tell TV. Us about- uh, the, the, Bachelorette the Bachelorette ended, and it was just a shit show. Uh, <laughs> the show keeps finding ways to let me down, and I never want to watch it again, and I will probably watch it tomorrow when Bachelor in Paradise starts. And uh, yet you will tune in next time. I will tune in next time. It just was like, it had a lot of people talking about uh, gaslighting and stuff. Because uh-huh. um, one of the contestants left, and he was emotionally manipulative and a dickhead. But there was mm. people saying, hey, he's an asshole and a piece of shit, but that's not what gaslighting is. Like, Wait, that's not what that word like, means. Sometimes people are lying, and sometimes they don't have emotional capacity, which does not make them good people. But mm. just because someone's a dick to you and said that they didn't uh, say, hey, you need to do more for me, doesn't mean they're gaslighting you. They're just sometimes they're wrong in being an asshole and they want too much. Um, that said, a lot of people are learning what gaslighting is, which is very positive, And a lot of people are saying they shouldn't stand for shitty men. So that's good. Um, but production, uh, uh, this show is heavily meta at this point. Like the fans and the contestants are start like knowing more and more about it. It's uh-huh. kind of like wrestling in that sense, except wrestling at least is courteous enough to script the the outcome for the people. <laughs> um, so the storylines can actually be good. Um, but the producers affect uh, Bachelorette and Bachelor stuff so much. Like they manipulate the contestants and like the lead. And such mm-hmm. to try to get good TV, but people are wild and unpredictable. So sometimes you try to do stuff and it just fails. So this seems just kind of like ah, oh, it was going so well, and then it just got whack. Um, but the Bachelor did find a nice Canadian man. Uh, I do oh. wish them well. I don't wish anything bad about these people as human beings, as mm-hmm. characters. I do like the drama of it, and but they seem really happy. So like as characters and as people, I'm like yeah, this 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 is fine. I like this. Let's see what the uh, but the next Bachelorette, I have more faith in, because um, she was going to do this season, but she's like, no, I want to go back and like teach the kids I teach at school, um, and then I'll come back for like the uh, the next season. So they filmed it like over summer break, so it'll be airing like in nice. two months or something. If you guys like trash cool. TV, though, it's uh, Bachelor in Paradise is fun. You don't need to know the lore to understand it. It's kind of like their uh, their team up movies. It's like it's like the Avengers, you know. Like, it helps to have the background knowledge, but you can just jump in and watch the story for what it is. That's so funny. You know me. I love love me some jokes. Um, some lore. I saw a thing. We're not going to get into it because we're running. Um, but the Niantic executive was talking about the metaverse. Mm-hmm. I sent you to an article about this. And oh, they're just yeah. kind of like, virtual reality and augmented reality is like, it's only good when we're augmenting reality. Like... It read to me like he, he was saying, Sword Art Online and Ready Player One are bad ideas. Uh, augmented reality is good for getting people to like get up and go for a walk and hang out on a bench or something, like go outside. Yeah, uh, like yeah. he was, like, I, which I think is a valid point. Like It is, it's just funny considering like the Pokemon Go like people that are like, we're going to make yeah. you have to leave to go to like, to, like 
no, we're going to take away the COVID restrictions because we won't be able to go outside, like, to get to Pokestop. But, like, guys, video games are evil. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think anybody ever is arguing that, like, Sword Art Online or Ready Player One are ideal situations. <laughs> I think some That's people fair. would, though, dude, sadly. To like, me- a lot of nerds are like, dude, I want to get isekai so I can, like, be awesome. I mean, if I could live in an MMO, like, I probably would, like... If I could go live in Eorzea in Final Fantasy fourteen, like that okay, be that place dope, is beautiful, right? Like I <laughs> except for all be... the wars, but you know, you like the thing is, is the wars affect so few people. Like you could literally just go live in a cabin and be like, "This is cool." There are really like it, the views are beautiful. I've got the... my space whale mounts. Yeah, I've got my space right. whale. I've got like there's you know cat people around. There like you know there's everyone's beautiful forever there's not a single care like anybody who could possibly have an unattractive physical appearance because the game is messed up in that way <laughs> or maybe that's just through the lens and everybody's beautiful when you're at azoria eorzea eorzea <laughs> <laughs> shadowbringers <laughs> shadowbringers uh, uh, endwalker in like two more months or something I don't know, November, whenever that is. Or something. But yeah. Um, so, valid point, just a wild thing that that came from an interview that happened. Yeah, that it came specifically from an interview with a guy who works on, like, AR video games. Yeah. Like. yeah. Well, Which it, I guess is kind of works with, like, Ready Player One, because that dude was like, guys, you shouldn't spend all your time in the Oasis. Like, I know I made it, but, like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Go outside. I think the... Uh, like, it's also interesting because, like, a lot of AR games have failed. Like, the one that I thought would be, like, just a surefire hit was the the Minecraft world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where it was, it was like Pokemon Go, but with Minecraft, like, you collected blocks, you could build things that other people could see in the world. But, like, uh-huh. Microsoft already shut that down. Like, it just did so a, poorly. Dang. I think it's a good idea, but it doesn't capture, like, what Minecraft can do. Like, you can't yeah. do creative mode in real life. Like, you can't fly. So right. Like, that kind of takes some of the fun out of it. Like, you can't get blown up by a creeper. Like, maybe your avatar can, but, like, if I'm walking around and I see the creeper and it blows up but I don't feel it, it's like, what am I doing here? Right. That's my idea, at least. Yeah. Um, well, keep those guys. They're doing a good job. Um, they haven't done anything that I know of that's been specifically evil other than the COVID stuff, which is bad. Um, <laughs> but if you're at Blizzard... You may get fired for being a scumbag, eventually, finally. Finally, yeah. Uh, uh, Blizzard, finally. F- Blizzard fired the World of Warcraft director and the Diablo 4 director, correct? Yes. Uh, we're not going to name them, mainly because I couldn't be asked to look up their names again, and also, like, who the fuck cares? Um, yeah, they're but, bad dudes. you know, it's, it's just, you know, I think we've talked in the past about how, like, Blizzard was not doing enough, and, like, I'm not going to say that this is enough, but the... Um, <laughs> This came out after Activision's shareholders had a meeting with uh, Kotick, uh, that, and they basically said, you have not done enough to rectify this situation. Uh, and now a bunch of, like, creative... Chop, chop. Yeah. So now a bunch of creative directors and, like, you know, upper management have been fired within, like, the Blizzard development studios, and that included the lead director for World of Warcraft and for Diablo 4. Um, and I know that they brought in a couple, like, two people to co-head Blizzard Studios, and one of them was the former head of Vicarious Visions, the people who do all of the um, remasters of things like uh, Tony Hawk and Spyro. Uh-huh. So, yeah. like, that's kind of cool. Um, but, so maybe some good stuff will happen. Yeah, and, you know, maybe 
after all of this shakeup, if this actually manages to affect, you know, positive change uh, within the company, maybe World of Warcraft won't suck so bad. <laughs> but probably not. What's well, a that's a thing. It's like we're demanding they treat their employees like people. We're hoping that there's this, the knock-on benefit of their games being good eventually. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, but I, I have, I don't, I have more. <laughs> at this point, I honestly have more faith of them just getting rid of all the bad people in their company than I do of them ever recovering their games. Yeah, no, like, and, like this, and like firing the Diablo Four director, like that's a blow that is going to be continuously felt for like the next couple years because that game was nowhere near being done, like. So, well, it's kind of like when Jeff Kaplan left and Overwatch 2 wasn't done. It's like, uh, yeah. um, that's probably bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, thing, but, things are things are rough over there. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a little fun thing that happened just from something bad. Uh, apparently, Jesse McCree, the Overwatch cowboy character, was named after somebody who worked at Blizzard named Jesse McCree, which is, and he was one of the bad, shitty Cosby sweet dudes. So fuck him. Um, <laughs> and there's nothing good about that. But what's funny is now the. Uh, I've, I've heard the announcers in the Overwatch League are trying not to say Jesse or Jesse McCree because they don't want to say that guy's name. So they're like, I don't know how you do that when McCree is doing stuff like, oh, uh, there's, uh, you know, the cowboy is stepping right up. Like, they, they just <laughs> improvise. And good for him. I, I haven't seen it because I haven't been watching the Overwatch League or playing Overwatch because of the aforementioned issues. Um, I did log in for five minutes to spend some in-game tokens on a skin that I missed before. They've already gotten my viewership and and time from it, so I didn't add any more time to it. The best I've given them is a login, which does count for something, but I didn't even play. I just said, log in, here's some of the fake funny money you guys gave me, take it back, give me this little skin, and I'll be out. Um, <laughs> so that I have that skin if the game ever becomes, like, palatable, you know. So it was a yeah. good skin. Brigitte was just like... <laughs> A, a mech goat because of the goats meta <laughs> it's cute right um maybe overwatch 2 will eventually come out um played more back for blood with friends i like it a lot more than i did before um whatever rating i would have given it bump it up one or two um the card system and the money system actually makes the game really interesting i'll talk about it more some other time and last thing hollow live has yeah. an update hollow live english uh the past couple weeks, they've been putting out teaser videos, which is, like, something they've really only done with the English side of things, and I'm not really sure why, but mm -hmm. they kept on putting out teaser videos, like, that nobody, I mean, quote-unquote, nobody really knew what they related to, and the first one was, like, just a video of a cube, like a big cube in space. Ah, <laughs> uh, Stefan Molyneux. And then the next Nothing. one... Uh, Peter Molyneux, sorry, not Stefan, that's the racist <laughs> dude. Peter Molyneux. The next one was... <laughs> The next one was just a video of an orb, like a big orb in space, and it lasted for, orb. like, I don't know, a, a day or so. And finally, like, the orb, like, hatched? Or, like, I don't know, there was a, a video teaser that talked about all of this, like, you know, gods and space and time and stuff, and then it just showed five silhouettes of, like, clearly what are going to be the next generation of Hololive English. Um mm -hmm. It, Dude, anime was a mistake. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you could have just like, what, just tweeted and been like, hey, here's the silhouettes of the next generation. Like, <laughs> no need for this weird video thing that, like, I, I think that's the one thing that I find least enticing about like VTubers in general is having like a quote unquote story behind their characters. Uh huh. Because yeah. because that that's like wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like, just let these people be themselves and like be entertaining because they have not missed yet with like hiring talent to perform these characters but like mm -hmm. 
the ones that do the best, in my opinion, like they keep to their character maybe for the first couple months and they're like, okay, like that's not what I'm actually like, you know, <laughs> like. If, let me just stream. Yeah. Let me just stream and talk about things I enjoy. Like I don't have to pretend that I'm, you know, a 9,000 year old shark from Atlantis or whatever. <laughs> uh, but you can, unless if you, you want, to. want to. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is like, sometimes they'll make jokes about it and like, that's fine. Like, you know, joke about your character or whatever, but it just seems weird to be like, we have to build all this lore because that's who these people are. It's like, or you could just like be like, Hey, here's their designs. Like, you know, we hope you enjoy their streams when they premiere. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The designs look really cool. That's all I really good, have good. to say about it. So, love a good design. Yeah. Uh, every time I see characters of different types, I just want to do cosplay. Like, of course, I want to cosplay somebody from Boyfriend Dungeon. I'm gonna <laughs> cosplay somebody from Back for Blood. Can't help myself. Probably gonna <laughs> just redo a Cadence cosplay from Crypt of the Necrodancer. I it's um, a disease. It is the it's, one thing that like I do kind of me. wish that I could you know go to a con for is just to see like all of the the Hollow Live and like VTubers in general cosplay because like I feel like that's really taken off in the past year when there have been no yeah, conventions. It, it it honestly has. Like the viewership they get, I would be very surprised if no one was either dressed up as some kind of VTuber character or at least wearing like a t shirt. Yeah. Um last bit of news and then we'll break. Um because your boy is tired and drank a whole beer and Gatorade before we started, so you know, biology calls. Um <laughs> Apparently, My Hero Academia got a live-action movie director. Um, oh. It's the group that directed Alice in Borderland, the live-action adaptation of that manga. Oh, okay, cool. And, and I quite enjoyed that show. I don't know much about the manga, but uh, I doubt it'll be trash. So that's cool. Still no other details, but eh, it is what it is. But yeah, that's a podcast. If you two are happy about this, y'all good? Yeah. Yeah, let's call it a night. Okay, cool. Steph, would you like to kick the social media biz for the peeps out in the world? Always. Uh, so if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that. You can find us on in your browser at uh, characterreveal.simplecast.fm. You can find us on Twitter at characterrev, on Facebook and Instagram at characterreveal, in your podcatcher at characterreveal. Uh, you can find Dom anywhere he wants to be found on the internet at Brother Dom. Eric in the same way at Tindy Losey. You can find me at Captain Steph on Twitter, The Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram. And you can support us by tossing a dollar or more our way per month at patreon.com slash character reveal. That's true. You can also yeah. buy you should also buy coffee through our sponsor. Grinding Coffee Company. Coffee. It's delicious, fair trade, black owned, LGBTQ plus owned. It's good stuff around. Tastes real good. So if you use our link in the description and offer code character reveal, you'll get ten percent off. You'll help them, you'll help yourselves, and you'll help us. And it's a deal, so why not? Heck yeah. yeah. That's 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 There's no the, reason. There's no reason not to. There's no reason not to, but that is that's the show, I think. We did it. We did another episode. Sure um did. We accept, we're accepting the uh, message in the name of Hades. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Geekly Reveal. We have some new concepts and projects in the pipeline that we've hinted towards, but they'll be coming out. We'll let you know. And until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye.